The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Well, the duck said I can officially get off my antidepressants from the years and years of poor Royals baseball. Because this team is officially for real. After last year's run since the All-Star break and on and the quarter mark of the 2015 season, the best ride of our lives is going on. It's Davo welcoming you into another edition of Clubhouse Conversation. Yes, it's legit. Not that we didn't already know that, but just series like this against the Reds and just doesn't it demonstrate more and more how damn good this Royals team is? How legit this is? Nothing fluky. The Royals complete the two-game sweep of Cincinnati 7-1. to They moved to 4-1 and on this fairly difficult homestand on paper. You saw Michael Pineda with the Yankees and CeCe Sabathia. Not what he once was, but still a longtime nemesis of the Royals. And you know, Johnny Cueto came in with the Reds. You've got Michael Waka ahead, amongst many others, coming in this weekend for the Cardinals, Lance Lynn. Uh, we'll get into that series here in a few minutes. But Royals off to a great start in this homestand. They're 26-14 and 14 now, 4-1, and one, like I said. Coming in, we said on this homestand, get to five wins, it's a good homestand. Six, it's great. So the Royals right on track to have a good homestand and a pretty good chance of having a great one as well. They remain two and a half ahead of Detroit in the AL Central as the Tigers also win tonight. All the good teams seem to win tonight. The Tigers win. The Astros continue to win. The Cardinals win as well. So just a nice night for the Royals. Let's get into this one. I'm excited to talk about it. Jeremy Guthrie, our player of the game, by the way. Again, it was tempting to give it to Moose. Moose is tied, by the way, if you're wondering, for player of the game this year here on Clubhouse Conversation. Kendrys Morales and Moose each have four apiece. And then Eric Hosmer is next with three. This is Jeremy Guthrie's second player of the game of the year. I believe he won it in his last outing as well. Six shutout innings for Jay Guts on five hits, two walks, and three strikeouts. Him and Salvi had a fantastic game plan. And that was use the Cincinnati Reds' aggressiveness up out of the zone against them. Elevate, get fly balls with a spacious defense on a cold night with the Royals' awesome outfield that we saw again, by the way, with Alex Gordon. I hope that guy's got a really good life insurance policy, the way he plays the game. I love the way Alex Gordon plays the game. My God. The catch that obviously reminded us all going back to the ALCS against Baltimore and that clinching game that won the Royals, the ALCS, and sent them to the World Series. Jason Vargas was on the hill. That, 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 I kind of flashed back to that game and that Gordon catch out there tonight. It was a very similar play. Awesome play. And again, that's not even his best play of the year. Most guys, that's a career best play. For Alex, it's like his sixth or seventh best play. I mean, you got the one, you know, obviously the ones in the playoffs and World Series. You've got the one in Chicago earlier this year. All these throws he continues to make. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. It really is. Alex Gordon was awesome out there. So was Jeremy Guthrie, like I said. Back to the game plan. So seven flyouts compared to two ground outs for Jeremy. He did strike out, as I said, three, walked just two, and gave up five hits. After that first inning, the Reds really had no you know, no chances, really, against him. No serious threats, at least. Uh, Tucker Barnhart had a tough at bat one inning with a guy in scoring position. Had a rough night overall for that catcher for the Reds. Yikes. We saw what, a couple wild pitches, a pass ball. He dropped some balls, struck out three times. Rough night there for Tucker Barnard behind the plate. Again, we're spoiled. And again, this is the, I'm telling you, something about this series and game just sealed the deal to me how good this Royals team is. We know they have the best defense in all of baseball, and it ain't close. We know they have, right now, arguably, 
the best offense in baseball in the American League. Them in Toronto, neck and neck. I mean, I, I mean, I'm saying right now, arguably it is. We're at the quarter park, you know, point of the year, so still early enough. I'm, I'm not trying to get carried away here, but the best defense right now, arguably the best offense, arguably the best base running team with the best speed, uh, arguably not arguably, it is the best bullpen in all of baseball. Perhaps one of the best in major league history. By the time this year is over, we said that last year, didn't we? Now we're saying it again this year. And the starting pitching, I mean, has been the story of this homestand and again tonight. Chris Young on Friday. Uh, you know, Edinson Volquez throwing up the middle finger on Sunday against the Yankees. You're Donovan Ventura, Jeremy Guthrie. I mean, we haven't even talked about the Royals tying the franchise record yet for consecutive scoreless innings before Ryan Matson gave up the run in the seventh inning. Jeremy Guthrie in ERA of 196 his last three starts. He's now down to 475, four and two on the year. Again, wins and losses overrated, no doubt, especially for relievers. But I think there's something to be said about them for a starter. It's still like the 10th most important stat, obviously. But nice to see Jeremy continue to win games. There's that ridiculous stat since he came over where the Royals were something like what? I don't even know what it is, like 37 and 18 when he starts or something like that. I forget the exact stat. But now sitting at 4-2 and two with the 4-7-5. Jeremy Guthrie, velocity continues to increase the last few starts. Sat at 94. I shouldn't say sat there, but touched 94 a handful of times tonight. Solid 92-93. Pitching just above the zone, up and down. Changing eye level, just—I mean, it's just nice to see. I think Jeremy Guthrie's got better stuff than people give him credit for. He's not Bruce Chen out there at the end of his career. He's not finessing you. He's not Jason Vargas. I mean, Guthrie still has pretty good tail, pretty good movement on his pitching. So I just love seeing him throw well, and that's why that again—that's—I'm so excited about this team. It's tough for me to even talk right now. I feel like a, like a guy on his wedding night in the old days, seeing his wife in the buff for the first time. Yeah, we went there. It's clubhouse convo, baby. We'll go there if we want to. We're off the meds now. We're good. So the Royals continue to just be awesome in that starting rotation. Alex Gordon and the, and the defense, Lorenzo Cain last night. I mean, it, there's plays we forget about and take for granted, like Eric Hosmer's scoop last night on the Mike Moustakis throw uh, off the bump by Billy Hamilton that would have been an error probably by 27 other first basemen, or, or I mean an error on Moose, but you know, 27 other first basemen probably wouldn't have made that pick is my point. Offensively tonight, once again, same old Mike Moustakis show. 342, another three-hit game. Pacing for over 200 hits this year. Do I think he'll get 200? No, but why not 175, 180? Why not? Every single player in the Royals lineup had at least one knock, other than Paulo Orlando, who did score a run tonight. Kendris Morales, doubles, RBI machine. Eric Hosmer, crushing. Hosmer is an early uh, dark horse candidate for the AL MVP award. And I said dark horse. He's not the favorite, but he's in, in the running. I mean, Morales could be, too, if he keeps this up. Omar Infante is starting to hit. We gave you the stat last night through his last 10 going into last or going into tonight. Was hitting, what, 338? Another knock tonight for Omar. Maintaining that. Kane has struggled a bit, but he'll be fine. He'll get going here soon. Escobar's Escobar, solid as hell. And one of the best trades in Royals history. Top three for sure. Getting him and Kane and Odorizzi, who you flipped essentially for Davis, because he was kind of the toss-in to get Wade Davis in that deal. So you basically got Wade Davis, Lorenzo Kane, and Alcides Escobar for Zach Grinke, who wasn't going to stay here. And the Reds weren't ready to win, you know, weren't ready to win back then. Perez hitting awesome. Gordon defensively amazing, and it's, it's coming around with the bat, getting on base at a very high clip. Just a damn good ball club. That's why, that's why I'm telling you, the Docs authorizing. The antidepressants to go bye-bye that I've been taking since we saw names like Ryan Buckfitch 
throwing in the bullpen. And Jonathan Broxton, who, by the way, blew it tonight against Detroit. Shocker there, right? Now, the Cardinals come in for a very tough series. Wow. Going to be sold out, I'm sure, all three days. I had heard that it was 32 for Friday as of this morning. They were sitting at 36 for Saturday and something like 33 or 34 for Sunday. I'm sure it sells out. So we got three sellouts this weekend. And the pitching matchups, wow. Lance Lynn and then Chris Young on Friday. We'll, we'll, we'll delve into this one here a little bit. Let's go through the whole weekend real quick. So Lynn and Young on Friday. You got John Lackey and Danny Duffy on Saturday and Michael Waka and Ensign Volquez on Sunday. Lackey, 2-2 two two with a 2-9-6. Waka, 6-0 with a 2-1-3. So against the Royals, they're seeing ERAs of 2-9-6, 2-9-6, and 2-1-3 in this series. And I always say that you add .3 to .4, at least over a full season, you know, pitching in the American League versus the NL. But these guys are still low to mid-3 ERA guys. You know, even in the AL, or in the case of Waka, still like under 2-5. So the Royals have their work cut out against them. But like I said, they're 4-1 in the homestand. The goal was to get five coming in for a good homestand, six for a great. The Royals get one game, they have a good homestand this weekend. That's all they got to do. Two, it's a great homestand. Three, I don't even want to talk about it. Because I may have to get on some new medication to bring me back down from the high, dude. So Lance Lynn and Chris Young on Friday. Lynn coming off seven and a third and a win on Sunday. How about this? The Cardinals have won six of his eight starts this year. Or no, sorry, but that's not right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's allowed zero or one run in six of his eight starts. There we go. So zero or one run in six of his eight starts this year for Lance Lynn. Stud gives him innings. 119 pitches on Sunday. But you know, luckily Chris Young's been smaller sample size. But Chris Young's been not inning wise as good, but just as good you know results wise. One run and five and two-thirds against the Yankees on Friday. Do you see him not pitching well against the Cardinals lineup? I don't. With the the ballpark the Royals are in, with their defense, the way they're playing in the crowd, I expect another good outing from Young on Friday. Not predicting a win necessarily. I think it's a toss-up game. In fact, I think, really, I I don't know that the Royals are truly on paper favored pitching matchup-wise in the series. Pitching matchup-wise. Team-wise, it's baseball. You can't predict that. You know that. I mean, you just predict based off starting pitchers. Now, Saturday, Lackey and Duffy, obviously the Cardinals get the edge there. We don't, you know, Danny Duffy is one bad start away from, in my opinion, being back in Omaha. Well, I'm saying a blow-up start. I'm saying a three-inning, six-run, a five-inning, four-run, a one-and-two-third. That kind of start, I think, puts Danny Duffy back in Omaha. And a lot of people disagree with me. A lot of people think he'll go back to the bullpen. I don't think so. They're not optioning out Joe Blanton right now. Danny Duffy has options. His, his most value is at a, as a starter. And they need to find out. In the next month, six weeks, eight weeks, do we need to – is Duffy going to be ready for the second half or do we need to go out and get an arm at the trade deadline? Which There's no problem. I'm not saying the Royals are going to go get Hamels because they're not. I'm not saying the Royals are going to get you know, Cueto because they're probably not. But I don't think there's any doubt they can get Scott Kazmier if they want him, Kyle Loesch if they want him, and some other guys. I'm not saying those are the most sexy names, but just saying. I, I believe for many reasons Duffy goes back to AAA if he doesn't turn things around in this start. Luckily, I think he'll throw well. I've been saying that the last two starts. I just think he's too good. And we did see him kind of recover in his last start after the rough, what, second inning was it, when he got lit up? He did recover for a couple of innings and looked a lot better. So I have to believe that Duffy's going to be – well, I don't believe. I know he's going to be inspired and fired up for this outing, and I believe he'll throw well on Saturday. But, of course, the Cardinals still get the edge there with the more experienced and more consistent John Lackey. Sunday, Waka, and Volquez. I mean, I, I, you almost have to give the Cardinals the advantage pitching-wise in at least two of these games. But, again, I think there's Royals get at least one, maybe two in this series. And that's all they need at this point. Very excited to see what happens. 
We'll have it for you on Clubhouse Conversation all week end long. Enjoy the current interview we posted with Steve Stemley today. Pitch for the Royals back in 05 and 06 out of the bullpen. Really a cool interview I had with him where he talks about overcoming the back issues he had in his personal life that forced him to retire. Neck injuries. The poor guy couldn't leave the house for a while. It's really, he's invented a, 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 a you know an iOS bullpen app for the phone. It's amazing. Something like, what did he tell me? Something like 2,000 downloads, I think he said. It's kind of the next wave for pitching, for, for young pitchers and for coaches and such. So it's a great interview, fascinating interview with Steve Stanley. Check it out. Very, very neat man who is a big Royals fan and lives in the Louisville area, so pretty close to Cincinnati, hoping to go watch the Royals and take his two-year-old son. How cool is that? His, his two-year-old son, he loves the Royals so much, he wants to take his son to a Royals game for his first MLB game. So that's posted right now. We will be talking to Aaron Brooks tomorrow morning. That will be posted as well. Currently, of course, in Omaha. But, by the way, you might want to look at Aaron Brooks' numbers. They might surprise you when you look at the strikeouts. They're, they're up this year. The best of his career. The best since 2011 at Idaho Falls. More than a strikeout per inning for Aaron Brooks, who turned it on also at the end of last year, becoming the MVP of the playoffs for Omaha and the PCL World Series. So, more with Aaron Brooks and more interviews and more coverage of the Royals. I want to hear from you. Please. I want to hear from you. Let's talk Royals baseball. Love to answer your questions on here. Let me know you enjoy the site. Please tell other people about it clubhouseconversation.com at Royals Clubhouse on the Twitter Clubhouse Conversation on Facebook iTunes subscribe and we'll talk to you again on tomorrow with Brooks on Friday with more post game coverage and all summer long on Clubhouse Conversation go freaking Royals